you are, pal. I'm ready. Are we starting? We started already. Oh, wow. All right. Welcome to Tangent. Welcome back, guys. We are so happy that you have come to us in your time of self-quarantine. And if you're listening, we're happy that you're alive and well. Unless you're listening from beyond the grave, which we have not determined if it is impossible yet. I think it's I think it's pretty possible. It's definitely possible. Yeah. There's there's old man Jenkins right behind you. Old man on. Jenkins and his flying machine. I got that. Yeah, you got the reference. I got okay, the reference. Thanks. Uh, well, yeah, it is good to be back here, and uh, we got a uh, a fun beverage to try today. Oh yes, we do. What are we drinking, Jack? We are drinking Monster Energy. Ultra Fiesta. Ultra Fiesta. So this particular line of Monster Energy drinks is quite delicious. Um, I know you and I used to drink them at work all the time. Oh, yes. Back when we worked together. Uh, the the green one was particularly delicious, that as was delicious. the white one. I like the green, I like the white, and I like the red and black as well. Oh, yeah, the black. I forgot about the that. The black is the, good. The orange was a little weird. Orange is kind of weird. The blue is decent. The blue is fine. But they're all good. Yeah, they are like, all pretty good. I didn't good. dislike yeah. any of them. So I've got high hopes for this. I do, too. It is I'm new. Gonna, I'm going to read the back because they do like a cool description on all their flavors. Let's hear it. Sleep later because tonight we're going to fiesta like there's no manana. For, uh, for those of you who aren't amigos, that means uh, tomorrow. Oh. Ultra Fiesta celebrates... The nights that turn into mornings, and the friends we now call familia, Ooh. which means family. Ooh, I did not see that one. Zero Sugar Ultra Fiesta blends juicy mango flavor into the ultra we love, finished off with a full load of our monster energy blend, De Nada. De Nada, I thought that means meant you're please. welcome. Oh. <laughs> Por favoras, please. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, mango. Should we crack this open and try it out? The can is really cool. It's got like the it's Day of the Dead s- yeah, kind of graphics on it. Yeah, it's got skeletons on it and flowers and music things. It's giving off that one cartoony vibe. That What's that one cartoon? Oh, Coco? Yeah. yeah. Um, I will state right off the bat, never been a big fan of mango. Neither have I. But I have high hopes for this, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going in with Ooh, I, I like that. That's definitely mango. Whoa. I like that a lot. It's good. It's very good. Hmm. Smooth. That's one of the best mango drinks I've ever had. Right. I, I usually don't like mango either. I don't like real mangoes. Neither do I. So, that is that is tasty, though. That is tasty. Um, I would give it a solid eight. I'm going seven and a half. Seven and a half. They need to make a, a peach-flavored one. Well, don't they have, like, a peach juice one or something? I don't think so. Not Monster. Hmm. I know Rockstar does. Which has just been bought by Pepsi, by the way. Really? Yeah, I... Pe- Pepsi now owns Rockstar. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if that'll change anything with know, them. Probably not. You know Maybe Pepsi get rid owns of that. Taco Bell. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. And Frito-Lay. Oh, they own Frito-Lay, Yeah, too. they own everything, basically. Yeah. And does Disney own Pepsi? You know, probably. <laughs> At this point, I would not be surprised. Yeah. Well, this is a solid drink. We do. I recommend it. I would as well. <clears throat> it's new. Monster Ultra Fiesta. 
sponsor us. Yes, please. Do we have Do we have any emails? <laughs> uh, I'm checking right now. Sorry, I had a little issue getting into the email account. As we always do. Yep. For some reason, Jack and I can never remember our passwords. But I let's remember see. the password. Let me try Did again. You Did you forget the password? I have it saved on here. I had just logged into my other Outlook account previously on this device. Stay signed in? Yes. Um, Do we have any questions? We still have that... Dang it. That Remember that guy that spam emailed me? Olsovska Lubica? That said, respond to me as soon as possible. I want to have a word with you. Please contact me on this Gmail. So I emailed him and asked how we could help him, and he has not responded yet, unfortunately. Mm, darn. Um, but other than that, no news. Here's what we need. Here, I was going to say this. Jack and I are currently trying to get together some details for our Delaware episode. Delaware and is we, so boring. No offense, but... We, we are having some issues with finding... I finding, mean, there's, uh, there's urban legends there, but... They're really not that exciting. Yeah, we need something with some meat to it to be able to talk about on the podcast. And maybe that maybe there are good ones that we have seen and which just hasn't popped to us. But if you're from Delaware or the surrounding area, have family there, or is anyone actually from Delaware? I don't know. Uh, probably not. But yeah, no. Let us know um, <laughs> which ones. Like, if you've heard of one, just say, just shoot us an email or a DM or anything. Just say, hey, Delaware's got this urban legend or. Well, I know, like, the New England area, like we talked about, was it Connecticut that had all the weird, like, old New England-type style right, hauntings I mean, and witches and right, things like that? all sorts of witches. So that area, I feel like, has tons of stuff, but Delaware is so small that it just doesn't Can't quite have the... Rhode Island. <laughs> cool. Yeah, if you're from Delaware, send us some stuff. If you're not from Delaware, still send us some stuff. And we can, we can talk about it. Uh, next... Item on the docket, the dreaded coronavirus. What's a docket? I think it's like a schedule or like a like an agenda. Are you looking it up? Yeah. My cousin's band was named the Dockets. I don't know if they're still around. A calendar or list of cases for trial or people having cases pending. Oh. Okay. Well, next up on the agenda, <laughs> uh, coronavirus. Uh, this is a weird time in our world's history. Heard of it. 2020 is basically a dumpster fire of a year so far. It's been a mess. You know what I saw the other day? This hmm. fits perfectly with, with our podcast. Apparently, there was some archaeologists that found a, like a, some pharaoh or oh, some was it the black or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember, but like it was like late in 2019, mm-hmm. and apparently it was like supposed to be cursed or something yep. and they opened it and it was like see nothing happened but now <laughs> like 2020's just destroyed yeah like, maybe yeah. maybe you shouldn't have opened I, that i saw that too like the black mummy or whatever yeah. they called it yeah maybe like you never know you never know i mean look at all the crap kobe bryant died which people die all the time so right his death isn't anymore any more tragic than anyone yeah, else's death right they're all tragic but um i guess i shouldn't say it's any more no one else's death is is less meaningful than kobe bryant's 
but still right. huge icon not just in basketball but like the community you know he does film and things like that good influence on kids with basketball programs and things so that was sad australia Plus pretty much a burned to the ground eagles fan so that made me sad yeah fly eagles fly but Australia burned to the ground. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Australia. There's all the locust hordes in Africa that are, like, eating the crops. There's coronavirus. coronavirus. There's just a bunch of crap going on right now. We had an earthquake here. Yeah. Like, yes, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Did you feel it? Yeah, it woke me up. Hmm. Like, my bed was shaking. Like, all of my hangers in my closet were going bananas. See, I didn't feel it, and I'm kind of sad. Well, it's probably because you were in the basement. I was at work, actually. It was at 7 a.m. I went to work early that day because I had to get off early. And I'm pretty sure I was in the bathroom when it happened. To help and uh, jiggle it out. I was I was not going number two. I think I was just blowing my nose at the time. But um, our shop, though, because I work in uh, the office of a machine shop. And so we have 22 huge industrial machines that are going. And, like, something's always shaking. Right. So, like... Not a lot of people felt it there, I guess but that's fair. my parents live in Salt Lake, and they they said it shook pretty. It pretty was darn 5. good. Seven, yeah, it's the biggest one we, that Utah's had since I think ninety six or ninety two. Ninety two, I think. Yeah, we were overdue for a big one though. And that was fairly large. Oh yeah, pretty crazy. Just one thing after another. Coronavirus is nuts. It's spreading like wildfire. Stay indoors. Yeah, my work just uh, sending everyone home to work now that can work from home. Places are getting shut down. Panic buying. Dude, I hate panic buying. Panic buying. Don't panic buy. Especially, like, food because everyone needs food. I can see that, like, I'm fine with people panic buying toilet paper. There's ways to get around that. But when you're panic buying food and like things that people need, like medicine and stuff like that, that's when it gets hard on right, everyone. So just get what you need, not what you need for the next six years. Right. Just be smart about it and obviously take care of yourselves, but that's why we should prepare in advance so that when these things hit, we're ready for them. Yeah. Keep other people in mind. Yep. And um, stay safe, stay indoors. Wash your hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, crazy times this will actually it's weird to think that i'm living through something that will probably be put in a history book right like, well i mean it's like a, the cdc has it classified as a pandemic oh yeah, at the highest pandemic. level like i mean it took over china italy and i've my france is it like in complete quarantine now too i'm, I'm told we're next mm-hmm. i mean it, the amount of cases i see online jumps up exponentially every yep. day oh yeah and yeah, it's just, it's scary. Um, it's not even, I'm not even worried about getting the virus itself. I'm worried about passing it to others right. who are more... Yeah, no, like, we're young. It's not super harsh against young people. Right. Um, obviously, I don't want to get sick. But it's not about me. Right. It's the thing that if I do go out and I do get it, I have the possibility of giving it to someone that is not as resilient. Right. So, and it, that goes the same for you. So don't have the mindset of, oh, I'm a college kid. I'm going to go to Florida and blah, blah, blah. Right. Because, you know, I'm young and it doesn't matter. No, it does. You can spread it still to someone right. that it could possibly kill. Right. See, I'm not, I'm not really sad. I'm just kind of like disappointed because my graduation is canceled now. 
the graduation ceremony was canceled oh, for USU. Whoop. So Who I cares? mean, yeah, I don't really care. It's I guess it will be kind of cool to be like, I couldn't walk because of the coronavirus. Like that was my class, you know. Like that'll be kind of that, interesting yeah. to say in twenty years, but. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm just worried for the economic fallout for the next like year. You know, this is going to oh, affect yeah. things for a long time. I mean, and... I've, I've been, like I own stocks. I don't know if you oh, do, yeah. but like, dude, the, my st- the, I've lost so much money. It drops two thousand points a day. But that'll be good in like a couple weeks when I can buy a bunch of stock oh, for yeah. super low and then triple my money in a year. So, <laughs> well, let's hope we can all rebound, which we we will. We're resilient. We can get through anything. But yeah. just keep everything in mind. Yep. Listen to the doctors, not to the social media and newspapers and right. stuff. Listen to CDC and who? HWO. Yeah. The WHO. What'd I say? HWO. Same thing. I think the biggest thing is just take it seriously. Even if you're young and you're not as prone to catching it or having bad symptoms, still take it seriously because you can have it and pass it to other people that... It'll you, just grow even exponentially. Even if you don't and... show symptoms, it doesn't mean you don't have it. Right. Some people can carry it without, you know, showing symptoms of it. For up to a month. Yeah. A month? You can be really? asymptomatic I was, for, I think they, I they've come out weeks. and said 30 days. So, yeah, my brother went to Greece, and he got back, like, three days before Trump shut down the airline thing. Oh, really? Yeah, so... And we kind of like shunned him for two weeks. I feel really bad, but <laughs> well, you got to do that. Like right. you have to just be sensible about it, and like, yeah, it's it sucks. And some people look at it as something that's so stupid because oh, like I can't get sick. I'm young, but just be smart about it and take it seriously. Is is like all I think that we need to do. You know? Yeah. Well, people aren't here for uh, medical advice, are they? <laughs> Yes, believe it or not, I'm not a I'm not a licensed doctor. I believe it. I know that my commentary would lead you to believe that, but in fact, could you take a look at my spleen? Uh, yes. Do you have a screwdriver? Uh, a couple. Okay. Uh, flathead, okay. Yeah, flathead's fine actually. That's yeah. preferred. Um, yes. Just get me a screwdriver, and then I'll need some. Let's see. What else do you got in here? Uh, I can use this soda to just cauterize the wound when we're done. I'm sure the carbonation will clean it right up. Caffeine and carbonation. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll be good. Cool. So, yes. I got lotion, too, so that's recovery. Oh, yes. That'll help me slip the tools in there easier. Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> slip them in. All right. Let's move on a little bit. Um, what do, what's next on the... Our, our, I think our encounter was next. Yes, our encounter was next. What are, Did we ever name this segment? I think Brad gets it's to name Brad's it. It's Brad's choice, yeah. He's Brad, a, you get to name it. I think he... Said he sent us something saying it should be named something, but I don't know if that was a joke or not. Because it really. Oh, what did he send us? I, it didn't I'll make f- sense to me. I was like, I don't I'll get have it, to double but... check that. Let me see if I can find that. While you're reading the encounter, I'll try looking it up. Okay, I will start reading. Uh, this one comes from uh, anonymous, and they titled this "Demon House." <laughs> Sounds like a movie title. Demon, like Monster House. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's probably where I got it. What a great movie, though, right? Yes. All right. So, I want to start off by saying that I do not live in this house anymore. I was about 10 years old when I was living there, and it was me, my brother, my mom, and her boyfriend, and his friend at the time. The house mentioned didn't start off scary at all. Some weird stuff happened, but nothing extreme. My mom's boyfriend and his friend decided to do 
some sort of seance in the kitchen, one day after hearing knocking around in the basement, the kitchen table was right across the way from the basement door. And after the, they did that, crap hit the fan. Ooh. Things started to s- off small. My mom's boyfriend's friend was staying in the basement. And one day, when no one was down there, his radio that wasn't plugged in, in fact, I think it was broken, started playing loudly. Like, loud. A neighbor heard it. He also woke up plenty of times freaked out, and we ourselves kept hearing stuff going on from upstairs. After a bit of that, things started being moved. People were being touched. I myself kept seeing figures dancing around outside my bedroom window. Once when my brother and I were at school, she saw a kid about six years old, my brother's age at the time, giggle and then run into the laundry room that was off the kitchen. When she followed in, there was no one there and she realized we were not home yet. It was far too early. One of the freakiest and hardest to explain experience we all had in the house at once was the kitchen cupboards and drawers were all opening at once. We were all sitting in the living room at the front of the house watching TV and eating lunch when it happened. The room got ice cold so cold we could see our breath. Then our TV, a dial TV with no remote, suddenly shut off. After a couple of seconds, every cupboard and drawer just flung open in the kitchen and at the back of the house. No one was back there. No one could explain it, and we were all scared out of our minds. After that, everything escalated fast. We were being hit, scratched, stalked by things, My mom's boyfriend was taking a shower and something had tried to strangle him in there. He came out running with just a towel and ran out of the house and didn't come back for days. He never used the bathroom after that. Dang. The house itself also seemed to just be falling apart around us. Our sinks would constantly clog, our toilet wouldn't flush. We ran our shower, it was brown water. Our dog got sick suddenly, and when we gave him to someone who could help him, he immediately got better. That place was just terrifying. I don't remember how we even left. Just that we did and didn't take much with us. I'm sure that more stuff happened there. I just can't remember. That's insane. That is a lot of things. The drawers flying open, that one, like, freaks me out. Because that one is not easily explained away. No. You know? Not at all. That's crazy. Thanks for sending that encounter in. We like that kind of stuff. and That is insane. Oh, freaks me out. I wonder if it all started with that seance. Probably. Why would you do a seance? That's a fun word to say. Seance? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like a seance is basically inviting. Isn't that like where you talk, try and talk to spirits? I thought that was a Ouija board. Isn't a seance and a Ouija board very similar? No idea. Seance is a meeting at which people attempt to make contact with the dead, especially through the agency of a medium. So yes, Ouija board is a type of seance. Yes. It shows a picture of people sitting around a table holding hands with candles in the middle. Dude, that kind of stuff freaks me out. It just invites stuff in, man. Yeah, so I feel like that probably wasn't their best idea. <laughs> 
For those of you about to have a seance, don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you do, let us know what happens. We'll read your encounter on the podcast. On the podcast. Okay, well, thanks for sending that in again. Uh, should we move on to our our topic at the hand? The good stuff today. The good stuff. We've, we've been wanting to do this one for a while. Yeah. And it's something that is... We've both liked very much. One of the topics that most boggles my mind... Not necessarily... Well, the facts boggle my mind, but just... There's so much left that we still don't know about the pyramids, the Great Pyramids the in pyramids Egypt. pyramids of the Egyptians. Yes. And so this is a fun one. There's so much stuff to go off on the pyramids. I just want to start out with this by saying everyone knows the pyramids. It's just like, it's just the pyramids. Yeah, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. But like, people just don't realize. I think that's just all people know about it. It's R- insane everything about it and like just how impressive it is and all of that thing like people just take that information just for granted like oh yeah they built the pyramids just like we're about to tell you how how dang crazy that is right well i mean they were built 40 what what we've estimated 4500 years ago yeah four and so prehistoric tools you know at that point 2500 bc something like that yeah i mean what kind of tools did they have back then to build monolithic structures? Because it's, what, 450 feet tall? Something tallest like pyramid. Um, about 136 meters, so something around there. But Each block was weighed between, like, 2 and 10 tons, I think. Yeah, like, ele- heavier than elephants, for sure. But they were all cut by hand. Like, imagine cutting those by hand. I mean, I'm sure they had implements that they used, but they sure as heck probably didn't have chainsaws and, like... Well, I don't know that you use a chainsaw to cut rock, but like jackhammers and, you know, things like that. Um, Also, there was no query, quarry, quarry. quarry, There were no quarries nearby, so it had to be drug across the desert. Somehow. I I mean, told they did that with sleds and pouring water in front of the sled so it could slide a bit better. Still, those things were multiple tons. Yeah, I mean, there were quarries, so I've heard mixed things on that, because people say there are, there are quarries in the vicinity, but not close. Like, not close to where they could just take that block out and be near to where they built the pyramid. Like, they had to move them, like, a, a good distance. The exact distance, I don't know, but that line, the rocks that they use are native to the area. So it was something within the vicinity, but to the point where they did have to drag them and do a whole bunch of work to get them to the build site, you know. Jeez. Okay, I just googled nearest quarry to the pyramids, and it tells me that Aswan Quarry is the closest at 934 kilometers south. Dang, really? Mm-hmm. No way. Holy cow. Um, but, I mean, maybe that's just the closest one today. It might have been different 4,000 years ago. That's insane. But, I don't know. Um, what is insane though is take a look at some of the buildings that we, as you know, a modern society built 200 years ago, those things are falling apart. Oh yeah. Like, like you would not live in that. You're like, no way that thing's going to, you know, crumble kind of thing. Buildings that were built 50 to a hundred years ago too. Like right. my house that I live in right now is it's pretty probably old. 50 years old and there's stuff falling apart in there too. So these things are 4,500 years old, and they, like, I mean, yeah, they, they look old, 
they're like rock chips all over the place, but they're standing. Like right. those things aren't just solid. They're like they're hollow inside. Like right. there's chambers and stuff in there, so they can crumble. It's just not a big solid thing, and that's impressive right there. Right. Yeah, I mean, still standing. First thing to me is just how in the heck because they estimate the pyramid, the Great Pyramid of Giza was built in twenty years so roughly. How did they figure that out? I'm not sure. I would guess that they probably dated the stones at the bottom versus the stones at the top oh. and using things like erosion and different things like that they were able to estimate that there was roughly 20 years of difference between the time the bottom stones and top stones were placed um but i mean it is what our science isn't perfect i would that's the most accurate information we have so i'd like to go off that for the purpose of discussion right. but there's also something how many stones did they use? Like 2.5 million stones something or something like in the Pyramid yeah. of Giza. And, and they were so, using 100,000 pe- people. Let's see. How many? There was a crazy... Um, so if they built that in 20 years, so there's 525,600... Oh, yeah. 525,600 minutes Is in that, a year. It's for, I, I don't know what it's actually from. I just remember it from the office. I don't think that's what the actual number they sing is, though. I know. They sing something else in the office, but I know that's the song that they're singing. Um, So 525,600 minutes in a year, if you times that by 20. So that's... Let's see. Oh, I actually need to type the number in. (laughs) Times by 20 years. So that's 10,512,000 blocks. Or 10,512,000 minutes. So if you divide that by 2.5 million blocks, that's moving a block every five minutes. Is that right? Something like that. Let's see. I thought the math was two and a half minutes is what it came out to be. It's something crazy like that where they're cutting and placing a stone every two and a half to five minutes. Which is, you know, huge. Yeah. I don't even think we could do that today. A no. five ton giant slab of what what's it made of what's it's um limestone so it's that's that's a good question because there's um when the pyramids were originally constructed they had limestone granite and basalt yeah so the limestone was kind of the outer casing they would use it made it shine apparently it was like reflective and apparently the limestone made like like legit shiny Mm mm-hmm so yeah, they would put polished limestone on the outside as kind of the shell, the decoration on the outside to uh, make it really shiny and glisten in the sunlight so that they would say it looked like a jewel. And they estimate that at that time, with the way that it shined, you could see those pyramids shining from the moon with wow. how like bright they would shine. Um, and the way that they were shaped and built, they were in Egyptian mythology and religion, they were meant to symbolize the rays of the sun. So I'm guessing that's why they also tried to make those pyramids shiny. And it was kind of a symbolization of, obviously they were built as tombs for the pharaohs and and things like that um, of the time. So it was kind of a means to transfer the souls of the pharaohs into the next life because they believed in that after you died that you you would keep living. Yeah, you'd become a god and you would keep living in the kingdom of the dead pretty much but right. you would live a similar life that you did on earth just as oh, a as a dead that. spirit so this was kind of a means to transport the the spirits of the pharaohs and kings to the next life um so rays of the sun is what they symbolize and i'm guessing that's why they made them so shiny and bright but 
yeah, all that stuff has been pretty much shaken off now just through earthquakes and erosion. Can we mention, though, that they're still standing after earthquakes and erosion? <laughs> yeah, really, though. I mean, they estimate some pretty sizable earthquakes in the area over the last 4,500 years, enough to shake the casing off of it. But look at how accurately those things are still built. Like, Okay. And are we getting into accuracy yes, now? Yes, We're getting into like, building just, accuracy. People are listening going, yeah, I guess it's impressive, but what's the deal? But now, wait, there's more. Like, like we, haven't, we haven't done nothing yet. Like, this is where things get insane. Yeah. Well, one thing before we go into that, one thing that's really interesting to me is that during this time, as far as we know, there was no communication between civilizations across the world but the one one of the uniform things that we see through ancient civilizations is the pyramid like you see it in mexico and central and south america you see it in egypt you see it in places in europe and like it's crazy that they all have this similar shape Mm -hmm. i'm you know i'm guessing it's because that was a one of the easiest to facilitate building and that you could build tall and big but it's crazy to me that they're all so similar across the world like that and that so many civilizations have built things the same way and they had no communication with each other as far as we know. No, they emailed. Oh, did they? Yeah. Through the uh, the ancient interwebs? Yep. Hmm. So, string in a can. Nice. Email is pretty old. Yeah. 1972. Really? Was the first email that was sent. Wow. But there was only like two computers at the time, so... <laughs> Yeah, but I just remember as a kid like AOL coming out, and Dude, then AOL MSN. Was the AOL was awesome. MSN instant messaging. Instant messaging. Me and Dude. my friends would do that, even though that we're on changed, the same street. That changed freaking lives. That Dude. was amazing. MSN instant message was was so cool. It was amazing. <laughs> Until my mom told me to get off because she had to make a phone call. <laughs> Dude, dial up internet was. Fr- oh my gosh. Trying to play old school RuneScape and then having your mom hop on the phone and kick you off the internet was... Ugh. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's actually going to do an impression of the dial-up internet sound that it, the computer would make when when you would connect to the internet. Right now? Yeah. <laughs> that is dang close. <laughs> I would have gone with more of a gutter like... That's not high <laughs> There was like a million different sounds yeah, in there. This is true. Yeah, dial up internet. Be be thankful for what you have today. For real. When the standard is like crazy fast internet now that you well, have. It takes like two seconds to load your webpage. Like, what is this? Yeah, seriously. We've like, become so impatient. And like back in dial up, I remember when I wanted my cheat codes for my GameCube. <laughs> I had to wait like 60 seconds for a webpage to yep. load. Oh, longer than that, dude. And then you had to write the cheat codes out by hand in a oh, yeah, notebook. in your notebook. And then hope that no one threw them away. You'd like fold it up and tuck it in the case. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Anyway. Well, back to the pyramids. So, yeah, it's interesting how all across the world they have similar architecture and shapes. Um, but now getting into the accuracy. Okay, so which one are we starting with? Oh, start on anything, man. There's tons of stuff. Okay, so I want I want to point out one that I found. Oh, I just threw up a little bit. Nice. Oh, okay, we're good. Um, was the chamber... I don't know which particular chamber it was, but it was like the highest chamber. Maybe it was where the pharaoh actually laid or one of the more important rooms. I don't know. It was like the highest room of Mm -hmm. the pyramid. 
they say they got the oh man i wrote all this stuff down at work golden ratio no different thing okay different thing um Talk about the golden ratio. I'll get back to you on this. Well, so as far as I know, the golden ratio of aesthetics, they kind of talk about this with like beauty of faces is symmetry. Uh I see this. I couldn't really corroborate many details and this is hard to find tons of details, but basically the inner rooms of the pyramids are built with this golden ratio to the point where they're just like perfectly built for aesthetics and beauty and... They don't know, like scientists aren't able to f- to know how in that day they could have come up with that crazy like calculation to be able to do that. Um, so that's one thing that has puzzled scientists is how they came up with this golden ratio and how perfectly it's implemented with the rudimentary tools that they had at the time. Yes. Yes. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like... Um, it was perfectly shaped, that top chamber, uh, with, like, Metro North or something. Right. To, I think they said, 150th of an inch. It mm-hmm. was that accurate. It's like 1 100th of a degree, I think, isn't it? So yeah, it there, comes there were out two to... things. I remember it was like, the one was that it was the perfect size of to 150th of an inch, which... Uh, for everyone else in the world, I looked up. It was actually 0.5 millimeters, half a millimeter. And apparently that's like impossible to get even by today's standards Yep, to get something that perfect. Um, another thing was it's facing like the front door, whatever. I don't know how they work, but the front of it is facing true north. I like like, not magnetic north of, like, the North Pole, but true north, like, to a hundredth of a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, people are like, how on earth did they even know that? Um, they're, but, like, dang, there's so many things. Well, the crazy thing about that to me is that at that time in their night sky, they wouldn't have had the North Star. Oh, so yeah. They, which is what shows true north. So at that time... Uh, from from what I've studied and researched, they would have had to, over the course of years, because they would have had times during the year, like one year apart exactly, where they would have to measure the differences between shadows and things like that to find out exactly how they were orientated in relation mm-hmm. to the sun, and then from there use right angles to and develop these complex algorithms to calculate exactly which way the pyramid is facing. So absolutely insane mathematical equations that today we would have trouble doing with our, you know, even with our advanced engineering and mathematics knowledge right. to be. And they say at one, at one time with the way that the earth has shifted and tilted on its axis and things like that, that it was perfectly lined up when they built it. And then right. it wasn't it's, off it's, by that, you know, one fiftieth or it's, whatever. It's off now, but back when they like, cause mag or true North shifts, or is it magnetic north that shifts? Something shifts. And they said back then it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And today it's like 150th of a degree off now. Right. Or something like that. Right. It's just insane that at that time they could keep accurate enough records of what happened from year to year and like date to date because they would have had to measure things at the exact same time on the exact same day if they're measuring shadows and things like that. 
they would have had to measure it, you know, at the exact same minute to make sure the sun was in the exact same spot from year to yeah. year and then do those calculations. So over, I'm sure, tens of years, they did this to, it's to, to line this up. Years. Yeah. But like that's that just boggles my mind that they could do that. Oh, yeah. Then. Let's see. So I'm looking at this uh, scientist.com article. It says the tombs are aligned north-south with an accuracy of up to 0.05 degrees, Mm -hmm. which is insane. Um, How the Egyptians did this has been unclear. Uh, And he goes on to talk about today that would be difficult. In the 3rd millennium BC, no star sat at the North Pole. Instead, all stars in the North Sky rotated around an imaginary point marking the North Pole. Experts thought the ancient Egyptians might have watched a single star circle this imaginary point and align their pyramids with the center of that circle that the star went around. Like, how do you really? Wow. It says, alternatively, they might have measured north by tracking the path of the sun. Either way, the accuracy of which they've mastered this should have been about the same during the entire pyramid building period. Hmm. Oh, one thing I wanted to go back and and that I finally remembered uh, this golden ratio. Oh yeah, that for the rooms, what it, it has to do with the ratio. I gotta remember exactly, but it's the ratio of the length of the triangular face of the pyramid to half the height of the square base, or half the length of the square base. So it's a it's a it's a mathematical equation of basically the length of one face compared to half the length of the base and they got it perfect so they knew exactly how tall it was exactly how wide it was on each side but that's insane because you can't like like it's hard to plan where the point is gonna be right like normally like if you're building a pyramid type thing you're like well i'm gonna put this here this here and this here this here in each corner and build Mm -hmm. up and then it'll get to the center and hopefully it lines up perfectly right and when they're cutting out the stones and all that like we do it with building blocks and they don't even like you know that come from the store and they're not even even but when they're cutting them out how did they get them to line up so perfectly that i mean yeah the the height is the exact what was it the exact length of half of the base yeah which is insane yeah all right oh you got something more on that i was just gonna say so according to the bible and and records of the time their measurement system as well they used cubits and hands which a cubit if i remember correctly is the length i think from your elbow to the end of your finger so that differs from person to person and then hands as well differ from person to person so how they measured things i'm sure they had different people measuring things over 20 years of building this and so the way that they're able to keep that so uniform with those differing measurements blows my mind like how they were able to keep that golden ratio is insane um, yeah, no, absolutely. There was something else that I want to make sure I get the the equation correct. Because I don't remember if it was divide or add <laughs> or multiply or what. Well, while you're looking that up, there was one thing that I found that actually blew my mind as well. A couple things. So um, this one is more scientists have refuted it. I don't see how it can really be refuted because it's if it's a coincidence it's an absolutely insane coincidence Mm -hmm. so the is it the latitude yes it's the true latitude of the pyramid is at 
29.9792458 north, and the speed of light is 299,792,458. So it is at the latitude of those nine, like that whole number of the speed of light exactly matches it, which absolutely insane that at that time they were able to calculate the speed of light right i don't know how they would have done that they were able to somehow find probably the distance they were away from the sun or use the stars to calculate light and things like that i know the ancient greeks did it as well but i i just can't fathom it and the thing that that i keep going back to that uh helps me kind of explain maybe why they were able to build these pyramids is that i've realized that in our day as we advance with technology and things like that, I feel like humans ourselves, we have a greater bank of knowledge and experience today with technology, and we've come so far with engineering and things like that. But now we have tools and things that do all the work for us that we ourselves don't know how to make those calculations right. and how to do those things. Back in that day, they didn't have that luxury, so they actually had to know exactly how physics worked and how the laws of nature worked and to know those calculations. So I'm sure that in their day they had absolute geniuses that were able to figure this out on their own and, you know, obviously do those calculations, but it still just boggles my mind. The understanding that they would have had to have to of nature and of physics and just the universe and how things interact with each other in nature is just mind boggling to me. It's insane. Um, Another insane thing is that apparently it's like the exact center of the earth mm-hmm. how like so which doesn't make much sense when you think about it like just like that but because when i first heard that I was like that doesn't make any sense it's not in the center of the earth because it's on the outside of the earth but what that means is apparently the longest so like if you go around the earth around the north pole it's not as long as if you go around the earth at the equator kind of thing mm-hmm. so apparently the pyramids are like at the uh, the longest point around the base and up and down as well, so it's like almost exactly centered, right at the at the longest longitude and the longest latitude as well. Right, and also going along with that, this might be the same same thing, but those lines. So if you were to draw that line exactly horizontal and vertical from the pyramid, it is the line that intersects the most land mass going either way. Really? So if you were to draw that line north and south, directly north and south, it would intersect the most land mass going that way, and then east and west it also intersects the most land mass, and it Hmm. intersects. So it intersects at two different points on the Earth. One of them's in the ocean, and then the other one is on the pyramids. So pretty insane there, too. Um, How they knew that... (laughs) You know, I I don't know, but yeah. There's another one where Pi is involved. I can't remember right. that one, though. So this one, if I'm remembering correctly, if you were to draw a circle around the Great Pyramid, so right. basically touch, the corners. touch all four corners right. and then draw a circle around the biggest chamber and touch all four, cor- like all four sides of that room on the uh-huh. inside, and then you were to... Subtract the the circumference of the inner circle from the circumference of the outer circle. It's either subtract or divide. I can't remember for sure, but you would get pi to like five digits. Jeez. Yeah. So how they knew that as well. <laughs> At that time, what were they using pi for? Because that's common in engineering and mathematics today. But I don't know what they would have been using that for and how they would have figured that out back then. You know, to that many digits even. Right. So... 
No, that's just insane. Um, I read something that some guy thought that our civilization used to be a lot smarter, like way smarter, and apparently like something happened to like either wipe out most of the human race or that made them leave the planet or something, and the pyramids were them leaving information for us. Like, hmm. this is the speed of light, this is pi, this is the golden ratio, this is all this, this is this, this is magnetic north, this is true north. Like, just yeah. giving us information to rebuild off of, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's... Hey, when we're looking at stuff this crazy, anything's possible, you know? Um, there's just so many things like it, like like this with the pyramid, and they're all, like, perfectly calculated. That, right, yeah. to me, it just... like I, I don't know, man. I kind of get speechless because another thing about it is that all three of the pyramids there in the Giza complex are directly aligned with orion the constellation orion and then on the summer solstice the sun is directly sets between the point where two of the pyramids intersect on the horizon yeah no i i read about that it's like on one solstice yeah they set between the left two like Mm -hmm. exactly but then on the next solstice solstice. it sets between the other two right or something like that so again years to probably calculate that because you have to measure the solstice once a year you know each solstice one one time a year so two days a year that they get to really verify information like imagine dude we would not have the patience to build the pyramids oh no no way (laughs) and get them to match these these things that they matched back then. building builders would cut corners just you know do this kind of stuff make it easier right well i was talking to a friend who does construction and i was talking to him about how they have the accuracy of like one one hundredth of an inch on the pyramids. And he was saying that their standard on one thing they're building at, at a university is like on a 10-foot segment of wall, they were like half an inch off and they were fine. But on the whole pyramid, they're like one one hundredth of an inch off. And like we can't half even match millimeter. that with our tools and standards today. You Did know, you, like I can't even hold a millimeter between my fingers, let alone right. half a millimeter. Right. And they dude just it's just the tools they were doing it with and things like that. There was another cool discovery um where just the mortar that they used to like stick the bricks together, they don't really know what it was made of, but it's super sticky. It's held the bricks together for forty five hundred years. Right. And yeah. it like surpasses our quality of mortar that we have today. Just like how did they make it you know they've tried to analyze it a bunch of times and they haven't been able to um but just looking at these pyramids like obviously they look pretty weathered and things like that but still they're holding the the pyramid shape and just looking at the blocks like it's just impressive and i really i i've said this a bunch of times now but it just leaves me speechless how how they were able to do it um another cool thing is that the interior temperature is pretty constant um which they say it equals about the average temperature of the earth. So it's about 20 degrees Celsius, which for you Americans out there, uh, about 68 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a nice, that's a nice temperature. Yeah. Right. So nice, like climate controlled building (laughs) and air conditioning back then, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know, man. I I still even am boggled by the way they moved the stones because like you were saying they, how did they drag them because they're two to thirty tons a piece. Yeah, they I, I all I read 
was that they put it on a sled. Mm-hmm. Someone was standing on the sled and would just pour water in front while other people just drug it and apparently dragged. It's drag or drug? Dragged or drug? Um, What's the past tense? Drag. Drag. They drag. They drag it. Yes. yes. Um. Anyway, but yeah, the, apparently the water made it. I guess enough slip friction, whatever, to pull it an inch at a time. I don't know. Maybe they. <laughs> It's estimated that they had 100,000 people working on this. Right. So I don't know how many were pulling that thing. Here's the thing, Two or all 100,000, but... After pulling one of those blocks, I would be like, I quit. This sucks. (laughs) They were slaves, weren't they? Uh, That's actually a myth. Uh, They found, like, labor camps nearby recently that have... Oh, yeah. That have supposedly shown that they were paid workers that would get, like, free food every day... They would pay them to do it, and that they were actually there willingly. I'm sure there might have been some type of slave labor, but... I'm sure they were, like, said, do this or else, but, like, they still get paid kind of thing. I don't know. And I also saw that they, like, uncovered bodies near the pyramid, and it was, like, they said, if you died during construction of it, then you... Because you were giving your life to this project you were worthy enough to be buried near it. So they were Mm -hmm. like, there was like a spot at the base, just like 100 yards off or so, that some of the workers got buried because they died during construction. Right. And they were worthy. Because it was only the pharaohs that could be buried in the tombs, right? Right. And I actually saw a recent discovery where they found uh, some broken pieces of wood in one of the pyramids, and they like pieced them together, and it was a top of a coffin with like a really decorate decorative face carved into it and they found out that it was a woman because on the coffin in hieroglyphs was inscribed was inscribed like here lies the daughter of the king but then the name where the name was was like damaged and they don't know the name and so according to ancient egyptian mythology and beliefs i guess not mythology but their belief like erasing somebody's name was like one of the highest forms of like shunning them or like dishonoring them Jeez. so kind of an interesting discovery they don't know if it was accidentally damaged over time or well there were grave robbers weren't right. there oh yeah there's been tons of grave robbers and stuff um and at what point uh, does it become archaeology instead of grave robbery <laughs> like we're going in <laughs> right. there taking stuff right? someone's getting paid to go in and do it rather than somebody going in and doing it just to steal stuff <laughs> at what point how many years does it need to be before i like dig you up and i'm an archaeologist instead of a grave robber right <laughs> the crazy thing to me is we've been digging these up for what about a hundred years i'd say since Probably. people have started I remember watching tv shows about the pyramids when i was a kid yeah i had a computer game that was a scooby-doo game where they were at the pyramids Ooh. yeah that one was fun hmm. and uh but yeah we've been digging these things i think probably 80 to 100 years from what i remember and there's still just so much that we haven't uncovered in there like so much mystery seems like a lot of times when people are uncovering things things will go wrong people have died um but there's still so much mystery, even to the point where they just dis- recently discovered that there's supposedly a huge chamber in there that they've never gone into. Like a huge chamber. And we're still discovering new things all the time. New artifacts. And just there's tons of secrets about them still. Oh, yeah. that... the, the ancient Egyptian culture to me is, I don't want to say creepy, but just the mystery and like the ritualistic nature of it and how they did things kind of like creeps me out a little bit. And so like just the secrets and things that the pyramids hold are just, they fascinate me. So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
<clears throat> this is interesting. Oh, huh? oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I just on you know some of my notes, I just came across this, and apparently, uh, no mummy has ever been discovered in the Great Pyramid of Giza. That's right. Yeah. The other two, yes, but. No one, no, no one's ever been found inside the Great Pyramid, apparently. Right. So that, that's a little weird. Either well, we haven't found them, or it had a different purpose. Well, there's one. I don't remember what. I'm pretty sure this was in the Great Pyramid, but they found a coffer, basically like a coffin, that was made out of solid granite. Oh yeah, that was that was this one. Yeah, but it Great was. Pyramid. Yeah, it was too big to fit through the chambers, so their theory is that they built the pyramid around it because they wouldn't have been able to get it in. It was one solid piece of granite. So they wouldn't have been able to get it in the chambers. But then the other thing is that it's so perfectly carved, like it's pretty perfectly square and like the inside is carved out perfectly. And then there are also like boreholes in it that um, they say would require tubular drills of the same material or a harder material to cut those out like perfectly with like tons of force. So, um, yeah, just like the tooling they would have had to have to carve that out. First of all, like that's crazy that they would have had that sophisticated of tooling and then that they could have either gotten it in there or built the pyramid around it. So, um, they say that they've able to, they've been able to microscopically analyze this coffer and reveal that there was a fixed point drill, like a dedicated drill that was used to shut up. <laughs> that we can't go one podcast <laughs> without a stupid vibration or noise. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but like, just the crazy amount of force they would have had to have to go through gr- solid granite with a drill. Um, well, I don't think they had drills. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I mean, maybe they did have some type of drill because knowing how these things were engineered and built, you know, anything's mm-hmm. certain to seem possible. But um, also, have you have you read much about the swivel doors on the thing? No, there were swivel doors? Yeah, so there's three entrances um, and there's swivel doors. You can't... They, there was a swivel door entrance at one time. So they were only found... So the Great Pyramid had a swivel door and then... Um, there were two other pyramids, Khufu's father and grandfather. So Khufu is the one that was, they built the Great Pyramid for Khufu. Uh-huh. And then um, for his son, what was his son's name? Greg. Greg, yes. Um, there was Khufu Khafre. And then, uh, I can't remember the last one. But so apparently there were swivel doors found in three total in Khufu's pyramid, which was the Great Pyramid. And then two other ones for his father and grandfather. But these swivel doors are 20 tons. Wow. But they were so perfectly balanced that you could push it with one hand from the inside and open it. So, so perfectly balanced at 20 tons that you could effortlessly open it with one hand from the inside. So, pretty crazy. And the the doors were so well-engineered that they kind of blended into the sides of the pyramid to where they didn't even know until they got up to the door that it was a door. Um, Just... Like, I can't imagine pushing 20 tons of stone with just one hand, like... Right, yeah. You know. Could we even do that today? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I learned while researching this? The Great Pyramid is actually eight sides. Yeah, that one's cool, I too. didn't know that. I Yeah, And I apparently it cannot be detected by, like, on the ground, just looking at it on the side. Mm-hmm. You can't tell. Which, I've seen pictures of it. And right. I can't. 
Yeah, um, you yeah, you can barely tell from the pictures. But yeah, each four sides actually concaves and points in just barely towards the center of the the pyramid. Isn't it like one one hundredth of a degree or something that they point in? Uh three three sixtieths of a degree. Okay. I was off then. Yeah, but like <laughs> Apparently, you can't tell at all, and I don't know why they did it, but they did it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe with the engineering and the heaviness of the outer casing, it helped. I've seen that it would have helped the limestone casing rocks on the outside stay in place better. Obviously, it didn't work, because <laughs> they're gone, but... um yeah, just the, the accuracy with which they were able to do that. And looking at the picture, it looks cool, but they also say that you can only tell... Like two times a year. Yeah, you have to be top down, and the lighting conditions have to be pretty mm-hmm. good. And it, looking at this picture, I go, oh yeah, there's definitely eight sides. Yeah, or you can see it curve in or whatever, but apparently that's not easy to see. But it, it, I mean, another thing that wow, that's insane that they were able to do that. Yeah. Also, they say that they estimate the weight of the pyramid at almost uh, 6 million tons. So 5,955,000 tons. And if you multiply that by 10 to the 8th, gives you gives them a reasonable estimate of the Earth's mass. So I don't know if that's just a coincidence wow. where they say, oh, well, let's let's estimate this number of weight here. and then with the sun, too, isn't there? Yeah, they've, they say that somehow the distance to the sun is calculated. They say that the Earth's the circumference of the Earth's orbit is calculated, and then the mass of the sun as well. But I don't know. I, I can't corroborate how those are built into the pyramid. But Twice um, the perimeter of the bottom of the granite coffer times 10 to the 8th is the sun's mean radius. Hmm. The height of the pyramid is 10 to the 9th average distance of the sun the mean distance to the sun is half the length of the diagonal base of 10 to the sixth i I, you know this i don't understand what any of that means but (laughs) i'm assuming it's impressive um apparently they knew the distance to the sun though or whatever it says something about the moon too but i still don't understand anything that it's saying yeah, it just blows my mind, the accuracy. And if they were able to do all this... Sorry, I just bumped my mic a little bit. If they were able to do all this, like... It's not just one or two impressive things. It's like 15 to 20 impressive feats of engineering. And I'm sure there are things that we haven't even, like, discovered yet. Yeah, you were about... telling me before, right before we started recording that um, they recently discovered more chasms or yeah that there's a huge chamber in there like that, that they don't know anything about and they've uncovered a big system of underground tunnels that link the pyramid complex and things like that um but there's just probably so many secrets in there that if we uncovered them would just lead to so much more information on either how they were developed or the knowledge they had at the time and like what status and level of understanding they were of engineering and things like that that Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> that is one theory, yes. Uh, dude, sometimes with the craziness with this, I'm like, it'd have to be something like that, you know? It's but, insane. Yeah. There's no way some, those are all coincidences. I know. There's no way. Like, the accuracy and perfect, 
like perfection of those things like, like doesn't if you did one if you told me one of those things i'd be like oh wow they mag they got it up with magnetic north or, or true north that's pretty impressive i mean they might have just guessed got it right that's might have been coincidence who knows but that along with pi along with the golden ratio along with the speed of light and the center of the earth and whatever else we mentioned i can't even remember i just think it's too much to refute right i don't know what there is to refute what we're refuting or what we're standing by but it's impressive nonetheless well i, I go back to <laughs> sorry i'm looking at this website and it's like a like a scientific site but it's called wienerelementary.org <laughs> <laughs> Might be Weiner. It's probably Weiner, but <laughs> I am five. Okay, oh, that is great. that is funny. <laughs> Just I, I keep going back to the theory. Like in that time, they had to have a better understanding of like physics and things because in their everyday lives they didn't have technology the technology that we have to assist them in moving things and building things and manipulating nature to make things happen if that makes sense so they had to have a better understanding of how physics and things worked to move the stones um just the nature of the time they had to have that right. and to survive you know so i i don't doubt that they they did have geniuses that had a much deeper understanding of the natural laws of physics than we have today. Um, and the reason I don't... I like to entertain theories on most things about aliens and things like that, but also it just kind of discounts the genius of the engineers at the time, too. Saying, if aliens built it, then, oh, like, how did the Egyptians do this? They were so far behind where we are in terms of knowledge. Like, they were prehistoric and stupid and dumb, and they couldn't right. have done it, you know? But I think that, like, plausibly they could. It still blows my mind, but I think it's plausible just with the natural greater understanding they had at the time to do it. Now, I don't know how. There are tons of theories, which we can go into some of those and talk about some of the theories on how they were built. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm looking at some of those right now. There's the water shaft theory, the ramp theory, the the something else theory. I don't know, but like we don't know. That's just all there is to it, right? And yeah, it, it really is mind boggling. We invite you to look into it more yourselves and just like what crap the That's feats genius. of engineering. The what? Oh, sorry. I'm just looking at one of these theories. The water shaft theory of how they got stones up the pyramid. Yeah, so go into that a little bit. Um, basically what it's saying is, so they kind of like dug a tunnel next to, like immediately right next to on the outside of the, the uh, pyramid. And they filled it with water. So like on the, like, so let's say you're at the base, you dig a hole and then you dig up the side of the uh, pyramid. So you fill up that hole, and the, if you keep filling it with water, it's got to go somewhere, so it keeps going up that, that tunnel up the side of the thing you made. Mm-hmm. Apparently these stones floated. Maybe they attached something that would make it float. I didn't read it, but um, they basically they just shoved the stone in, 
and then like pushed it to the side and it would go in the water, get to the tunnel thing and then rise up to the top of the water thing where they just pull it out of the water and be at the top of the pyramid, Damn. wherever they were at the time. It looks like they tied something to it. And then again, this is just a theory that some scientists think may they may have done to, to do it. Um, it says floats were made of cedar wood or inflated animal skins wrapped in papyrus. Hmm. That's crazy, man. Like each of those stones are two to 30 tons floating those up. But I mean, at the time they do estimate that the Nile river was right there. Uh-huh. I think it's about eight miles away now, but they estimate that over time it's moved eight miles away. Okay. So yeah. at the time they could have reasonably had the water power and like the amount of water necessary to do that. Um, but also to engineer the like the tunnels like water tunnels for that would be impressive right. on its own yeah. too. There's like it shows like water gates, like multiple gates. You'd close one, open the other, so the water could flow, and then you close that one and open it to start it over again. Yeah. Um, and again, that's just one of the theories. And I've heard that 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 could explain why the the sides were eight sided and like why they came into the center to form two sides on one of the, like why they made it eight sided because in the middle they would have had those tunnels going up the middle of each side. And so that could have explained why maybe they tilted each side into the middle Uh to help facilitate that somehow. I don't know exactly how that would work, but uh, they say they found imperfections along the middle of each side and traces of water that would hint to that. So that's a really plausible explanation. Um, And then the ramp theory is probably like the most generally accepted theory. Um, Just saying that it was made with the sheer manpower, like you said, of like tens of thousands to 100,000 workers and that they pulled them across the desert with ropes and sleds and that they used ramps to push them up. They built like dirt ramps all the way to the the top of where they were working at. And yeah, then they use the water again to, to, to... right. See, Whatever. the water thing doesn't make sense to me though, because I feel like when the sand is wet, wouldn't that like, like if you would imagine, I like... guess sand, yes, but I guess on other areas, like if it was just rocky or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I don't ask me. I'm not a historian. I would just think like dragging a stone through wet mud would probably be harder than dragging it across dry dirt. Well, sand but sand is different. Sand doesn't turn into mud. I guess it packs down and becomes more solid when it gets wet. So that's probably probably why. But um, yeah, they say that there are lots of ancient images of people pulling the stones up ramps with hundreds of men. Just imagine the sheer manpower needed to pull one of those stones. Jeez. And they, according to the history, they were doing that every two to five minutes, putting one of those in place. Millions of them. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, it's insane. And we didn't even get started on the Sphinx. No. Man. So was the Sphinx built with the Great Pyramid then? I I know nothing about the Sphinx. All I know is there's craziness with it as well. Yeah. They say that the Sphinx could be, according to erosion patterns and carbon dating on the stones that it could be up to 2000 years older than the pyramids um also they've said that the, the 4500 years old could be completely wrong that the pyramids could be closer to like 9000 years old yeah well i've read that people like just historians of just like looking at the stone and stuff there's like there's no way this is only 4500 years old it's they're like it's got to be double that right um but 
we know they're at least a couple thousand years old, and re- right. regardless of beyond that, it's impressive. Right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they would use carbon dating to do that, and carbon dating can be imperfect with the way that carbon, you know, ages in different environments and and things like that, especially where Egypt at the time probably would have had a different type of environment and mm-hmm. climate with the change in climate that could have caused carbon dating to be different than it would have if the climate was constant for 5,000 years. So it is hard to say, but one theory is that the Egyptians showed up one day to the area and the pyramids were already there. And they're just like, oh, we're going to take over these pyramids. It's possible. But yeah, um, the Sphinx could be way older. And they've said that there's supposedly a really big chamber under the Sphinx as well that they haven't unearthed yet. Um, apparently be... there's a chamber underneath the right ear as well yeah i think that's am i right about that hold on sphinx right let's see ear the hall of records is an ancient library claimed by edgar case to lie under the great sphinx of giza which is in the giza pyramid complex there is no evidence to indicate that the hall of records ever existed so i've seen yeah i've seen under the right ear because it's huge. The Sphinx is huge. I think even just the eyes on it are like two meters tall, which is what, six feet, roughly? Yeah. Well, so, no, two meters. Would, oh, yeah, a little over six feet, barely yeah. over six feet. So I've also seen that there's supposedly two chambers. Like there's a small chamber up top, and then the deeper you go, there's a second bigger chamber underneath. But like what do they have in there, you know? <laughs> and when are we going to get in there to find out? Yeah, are we going to get in there to find out? And if we do, is there going to be another coronavirus outbreak? Uh, the Sphinx is closed right now, if you were wondering. Is it? I, yeah, Google's telling me it's closed. It'll, it'll oh. be open at 8 a.m. tomorrow, though. <laughs> 8 a.m., huh? That gives us time, Jack. Let's go, let's go hop on a plane. Yeah, good I bet luck we can get getting a flight, on a plane now. That we can get a flight for like five bucks. <laughs> Something like that. The economy right now is in shambles because of the coronavirus. But yeah, just some cool theories to how they were built. Aliens is another theory or just some form of greater intelligence. Who knows? Like with so many cataclysmic events in the world's history over tens of thousands of years, there could have been some crazy advanced civilization back then. Yeah. I mean, we're not the only species, intelligent species to live on this earth. Like there was the uh, Neanderthal, which right. is a different species than Denisovans. Homo sapiens. Um, and... I mean, there could have been more different, you know, human race right. kind of things. Uh, but. Right. And I mean, we see even older ancient civilizations like Gobekli Tepe. That would be a fun episode to do, too. I have no you heard about that. It's about. a civilization they uncovered fairly recently. I think like probably 10, 15 years ago in Turkey. Um, Turkey. Yeah, in Turkey. Gobekli Tepe. Um it's a pretty crazy city too. I'm pretty sure they have pyramids there. Um, but they estimate that that was the world's first temple, like religious temple. And they estimated it'd be about 10,000 years old. So another really cool feat of engineering we've discovered. And, um, just at that time, there was some form of higher knowledge that allowed them to build this crazy stuff. So who knows how advanced they actually were, if there was some type of cataclysmic event that came around and destroyed it. you know, With the dinos? With the dinos. Some people theorize that the pyramid is an alien ship. 
What? That has landed and is waiting to take off again. Yeah. There's been some... They take, like, thermal images of the pyramid from above, and they've said that they've detected anomalies where some spaces in the pyramid will have different heat signatures than other places in the pyramid by up to, like, 10 degrees Celsius. Um, it just sounds like normal heat rising that, to me. That was my thought, like a crack in the outside that's, like, letting... Because they say the temperature inside is regulated perfectly to about 68 degrees Fahrenheit. But there could be a crack somewhere that's letting that... You know, or a, yeah, or a chamber that yeah, some type of chamber that's in there that's causing an anomaly with the heat. And my room's um, hotter than my living room because it's upstairs. I mean, right? Is that making an alien spaceship? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, it does. Take me away. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, those heat signatures could show hidden chambers in there that have different, you know, like higher chambers that haven't been discovered where the heat rises to. Which would also be cool. Some people say it's an alien spaceship absorbing energy from the sun and the engines are starting to fire on. So that one's a load of garbage, but it's there. As far as you know. Some people say that the pyramids are ancient generators. They say they're because there's like causeways that go through them and they think there were canals that went through there to generate power. And that there's some type of power generation that went on there in the olden days. Seems unlikely, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, seems unlikely. Those are kind of the far-out theories of why the pyramids were built, but all in all, they're very mysterious. Very mysterious indeed. Let us know if you uh, know anything else about the pyramids, or the Sphinx, or the Egyptians, or aliens. Donate to the Doofund to send Jack and I to the pyramids. That's like a bucket list thing for me, is to go there. Can you... You can't go inside, can you? I don't know if you can go inside, but I know that you can go... They do tours around the Giza complex and stuff. I'm going inside. I'm going to look it up and see if we can go inside. Can you go inside the pyramids? Yes, you can, but it's not as exciting as getting inside the tombs at the Valley of the Kings. Most guides will tell you that you need to pay extra to get inside the pyramids, but it's only partially true. Hmm. You can only go inside the one in the middle for free. Yeah, so... What if I just go when they're not there? At night? That would be freaking scary, dude. I would be freaked out to go in the pyramids. That's a good point, yeah. Like, like I said, ancient Egypt kind of creeps me out a little bit. So, I would probably be... Probably be a little nervous to go in there. Okay, well, yeah, let us know if you know anything else about the pyramids. It's a really interesting topic. I mean, we could do episodes and episodes and episodes just on the pyramids and dive into all these little things, but it's one of my favorite topics, one of our favorite topics. It is. It's very, and, very fun. Yeah. Um, let us know about Delaware. Yes. <laughs> we need Delaware stuff, guys. That's why we haven't done a state one for a while, because we, we just keep texting each other going like, Dude, Delaware is so boring. No offense if you live in Dar- Delaware, but... For urban legends, it's there's nothing. <laughs> Do you guys even have Walmart? I'm sure they have Walmart in Delaware. What about McDonald's? Do you know that Delaware spelled backwards is Walmart? Oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah. What was that noise? It's my phone. It's on vibrate. Are you sure you didn't turn it on... Did you press the button twice and turn it on sound? Maybe. I don't know. What button? I don't care. Okay. Well, (laughs) let's get this wrapped up. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you. As always, donate to the Do Fund if you want to support the show. Oh, and this has not been officially noted yet, but I 
have given us a roadmap because we suck at roadmap-ish things. But uh, I plan on releasing an episode every other Monday. Yes, that is our plan. Now that the coronavirus is hitting, we're all quarantined. We got time. Yes, we do have time. And so, I'll be graduating from school soon, so. So yeah, uh, every other Monday, plan on it. Uh, maybe every Monday if we can get, you know, a couple episodes recorded like a day or something. But yeah, um, we got uh, a big, uh, big one coming up. It's a three-parter. We do. It's, uh, <laughs> it's rather exciting. We've already recorded the first part. I'm waiting to get the other two parts recorded but it's exciting it's it's a fun one it's probably our most well put together episode oh, yet definitely probably because we're not in charge <laughs> but we have a guest speaker yeah so. get get ready for that because that's that's a crazy story it's a lot of fun yep. um history wise and i don't know not too much paranormal but some i some, mean there's some just a but... little bit just keep you keep you a little nip at the bum you know just a bit of, nip uh, at the bum you nipping at people's bums, Jack? Is that? <laughs> I've never heard that until now. I want to know where you got that saying from. Nip at the bum. I don't know. The, just uh, you know, just a a, a tickle. The, you know, just a, just enough to <laughs> a tickle of the bum. I don't know that we should hang out anymore. <laughs> uh, you're never around anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, guys. Let us know. Hit us up on social. Send in your experiences. Send yep. in Delaware. Tell us what you want. Give us beverage ideas, too. We're kind of we're running out. We're almost done <laughs> trying every single beverage. I got a Mike Tyson one for next time. Mike one. Tyson beverage? Yeah. You have, to, Mike you Tyson have to bite you your drink? ear off while you drink it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, yes, thanks for listening, and have a great two weeks until the next episode. Mm-hmm. Farewell. Bye-bye.